You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my fellow future world traveler, and welcome to another edition of the Travel Talk Weekly Show. This is episode number 48, original air date, September 8th. 2020. I hope you all had a very enjoyable holiday weekend. Hopefully you didn't have to work too much or if any. Last week's topic was all about adults only vacation. So it only makes sense for this week's show to be about great family vacations. The most iconic family vacation movie of all time, National Lampoon's Vacation launched careers, and started a franchise. From the family truckster to the bright red Ferrari, driven by Christy Brinkley. But I think the European vacation was better, that's just me, because it was Europe. But I really didn't like the recasting of Rusty and Audrey, especially Audrey. Dana Hill was just wrong for that part. Okay. You anyway, have strong opinions anyway. on this. <laughs> <laughs> so my family, we had a family truckster growing up. We actually had a few of them. But we did have one that was that olive green color with the wood paneling. Okay. Just like the one on the movie. J- almost just like the one and on the movie. Do you remember what brand it was? I don't. But I remember that... If you wanted to, you could sit in the back seat and you were, they had the rear facing seats. And of course, no seatbelts that people just didn't wear seatbelts back then. But those cars were built like, I mean, they were trucksters, but they were like steel. They were built like tanks. So without a seatbelt, you go flying through like a projectile. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that our family vacations that we took in that vehicle, and my dad was very much like Chevy Chase are definitely very unforgettable. I heard some of those stories. Yes, you have. I have lots of them. And, uh, Thankfully, we do not have time for those today. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a bonus episode. <laughs> On this week's show, we're breaking down family trips into a few different categories. And our hope is that you will get some ideas to get your next family trip on the books. And when we say on the books, we mean you have a reservation. In the books means you've just completed your trip, just to clarify. Yes, that's an official thing. It is. I mean, it is now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so last week, we shared seven reasons why you need an adults-only vacation, and I mean need an adults-only vacation. You wrote need in bold. So that's I very, did. That's very important. <laughs> Most people take two vacations a year, and a good way to plan is one as an adults-only and one with your family. And there are lots of reasons why you should do this as a family, and the top of the list being your kids are going to grow up before you know it, and they will be out of the house, and so this is your chance to spend some forced quality time with your kids and your family and really to create memories. I remember as soon as I left house at 18, I went to college. I was out of the house. You were gone. I was gone. I mean, I'd come home, but it wasn't the same. So it's probably like that for most people, I would think. You weren't even at the end of your street leaving for college when your sisters took over your room. (laughs) That's okay. That's totally (laughs) fine. I did the same thing to my older sister. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be an over-the-top trip every year. It can be an extended weekend getaway, a staycation. Maybe you live... Maybe you live within driving distance from a beach. Maybe it's a day or two. So it doesn't have to be a cross country or anything like that. 
as long as you unplug and do something as a family for a few nights. I know that when I get together with my brothers and sisters, I come from a very large family, that some of our favorite memories that we like to reminisce on are around family trips. And what's kind of funny is my two younger sisters, they didn't really get to go on some of these family trips because we did a lot more when I was a lot younger. And of course, after eight kids, you're not going to be hauling eight kids around on a trip. So the younger ones kind of got gypped a little bit. They didn't get to go on as many family trips. And they'll hear stories and they're just like, oh man, we missed out. And part of me is like, yeah, you kind of (laughs) did. (laughs) There was no Disneyland trip for them. And now for something completely different. As an only child of a single mother, I never had a dad. uh, My my family trips when I was very young, it was me and my mom and my grandma. We lived with my grandma and grandpa. My grandpa never took a trip that I remember. Wow. So later, like in high school, I would take a friend with me and, you know, my mom. I remember one time me and my mom and my friend Tim came along. He would he, he was my vacation buddy. And we came down to Florida and my mom loved to just kind of sit out by the pool or by the beach, read a book. That was her thing. And she just, you know, we were like 14, 15th time. And she just let us, you know, kind of go off and do whatever we want. <laughs> and then my senior year, I went to the Lake of the Ozark. It was me and my mom and my girlfriend, which I'm 18, you know, she's 17. And my, we go with my mom on a little couple day trip to the Ozarks, which looking back on that seems really weird. Yeah, that does. It's like now if you're a senior, you just kind of go like we didn't do like trips with just the guys or, you know, couples trips back when I grew up. You know, Not I'm, when you're in high school. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but now they do. It seems like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's like a whole nother world. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah. (laughs) I have friends, though, who they take a family trip every single year. And it actually has been really cool to see those families continue that tradition as like, for example, one of my friends, they do a family trip every single year. And growing up, she did the same thing. So she's kind of passed this along to their family, but they will not miss their family trip. It's so important. Yeah. But I think it's kind of fun. Something the family does all together, and it is kind of expected you're going on this family trip. And like any habit, the best time to start it is right now. So if you haven't done that in the past, this is a great time to start. Or if you have done it in the past, obviously you're going to keep doing them. But I think family trips are probably more important now than ever because of the social media and I would would get get the kids, take their phones, get your five-year-old off of Twitter and get them focused on the the trip. You know, get your six-year-old off of Snapchat and say, no, focus on dinner. (laughs) Well, that's just it though. Vacations help the family unplug and reconnect. And you do things that you normally wouldn't do, which makes the memories so important. And I mean, think about it. When I look back, as I mentioned earlier, some of my favorite family moments were when we were on vacation. So what is a family vacation that you want to take? You listening right now, is there a certain place you'd like to go and say, you know, I'd really like to go. I'd really like the family to be with me. And maybe you have to do a little bit of a sales job or entice them in some way. But where would you like to be that's not at your house with your whole family? And here is our big takeaway from this week's show. Do we need a drum roll? We do. Well, maybe. I don't know. Or how about background music? (laughs) But think about that trip that you want to do with your family. And you know what? Stop watching other families on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube enjoying their bucket list trips. Instead, go and plan your own. So this is under do as you say, not as you do, because I know you watch the bucket list family specifically. Well, that's (laughs) different. That's not different. I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying a lot of people will watch people 
like them. They're an awesome family. They're constantly traveling. And they're constantly traveling. And they are like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. But what they don't do is go on their own vacations. I think the bucket list family would even encourage people to go on a family vacation, even if it is in your backyard. Absolutely. If you or anybody out there knows them, we would love to have a conversation with them. Absolutely. We'll have them on the show. (laughs) There are so many different vacation options out there for families. We've broken them down into a few different categories to give you some ideas. First one is one of my favorites for families. It is. It's very flexible. For many decades, cruises have been the family trip of choice for tens of millions of families all over the world. And I can narrow this down in a couple of reasons. Okay. Why? Proceed. (laughs) It's a one-stop shop or ship in this case. You get on, you unpack once, you travel to multiple destinations, all of your meals, and your entertainment are included. And to be a little cliche, it is a floating hotel, but one that travels. When we first started dating back in 05, our first couple dates were ski trips because you lived in Salt Lake City and I would come out there, we'd go skiing. But they were more they were more like weekend getaways. Our first actual trip, then again, it wasn't a vacation. It was an Alaska cruise in 05 and you were working and I was the plus one. But that's how we got our start in the travel business is we had never been on a cruise before. We went on one. And even though it was a lot of work and I was your assistant, which was a blast, let me tell you about that. <laughs> hey, it's good to be my assistant. <laughs> it still made us wonder, wow, what are the possibilities of cruising? And when people are choosing their first cruise, it's usually based on price. They hope they're going to like it. They've heard about it. Their friends have gone on a cruise, maybe their neighbors, some people they know, but they don't want to risk a lot of money just in case. And the usual suspects for first-time cruisers are Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and of course, Norwegian. And for some people, Disney Cruise. That is also a kind of a first time. We actually have a lot of first-timers that do Disney Cruises. For those with just a little bit bigger of a budget. Yeah, exactly. Now, what makes these so great is that all of these lines offer things like a fantastic kids program and kids club for like teens and, you know, when they're kind of in that tween stage. And here's what's great for the parents is that if the kids are totally into the kids club, you can check them in and then you can just all meet up for dinner later on and maybe go do some of the entertainment. But the kids feel like they're, they have their own vacation. You have a vacation, but the family has a vacation together. You can check them in anytime you want, but they can never leave. Oh, never mind. That's Hotel California. That's Hotel California. Do not take your kids to Hotel California. You can't check out. (laughs) The kids' clubs are broken down by age group. So kids are with people that are very close to their own age. Now, some families will send the kids off in the morning, and they might not see them till dinner. Others don't use the kids' club at all. That's what's so great about this type of vacation. It is completely customizable. And when it comes to price... That's one of the things that's awesome because you don't have a lot of hidden fees. And that's why there is no better family vacation out there than a cruise when it comes to value. You don't need to think about how much am I going to shell out for dinner? What are we going to do for entertainment tonight? You know, how much extra is that little water slide area? Everything is included when you book the right cruise. The only other thing may be your shore excursions, but you, you'll you know in advance what you're going to be doing. And your adult bevies. Well, yeah, but that's for the adults, not the kids. The kids, true, maybe the their adults, soda package. Yeah, the adults or... will pay for, you know, the adult bevies. <laughs> that is true. If you have never cruised before, or maybe you've never cruised as a family, let us help you. It's what we do. We help you with all of the planning, and we're paid by the cruise lines. Which means you get our expertise at no cost to you. And we're not like super biased with any cruise line. So for example, if you call and you're talking to the carnival rep, 
when in actuality, Royal may be a better fit for you. But do you think Carnival's going to let you know that? Probably not. No bueno. (laughs) Next up, a very popular choice, all-inclusive resorts. If you want a totally relaxing vacation and don't care about going from point to point, this type of trip may be just for you. Well, and your family, of course. Of course, of course. Now, very similar to a cruise, it is an all-inclusive vacation, which means everything's included. Now, in this case, though, it usually includes drinks for the adults. It does. Which could come in handy at certain times. Kids having a meltdown. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> this one is actually more for, like you said, somebody who doesn't really care about seeing multiple locations. You just want to hit a beach, relax, have the kids have a good time, you have a good time, and everybody is happy. And maybe you want to just hang out at the pool and have a lot of really good restaurant choices. The family all-inclusives will also have a lot of stuff to do for the kids. Absolutely. Totally unlike Unico, which we went to for your birthday in July. No kids at all, so no kids things to do, obviously. But places like, you know, Beaches, which is the family division of the whole Sandals and Beaches. Sandals is adults only, Beaches is for families. And probably the best choice right now, Hard Rock. Yeah, so Hard Rock Resorts in Mexico have some amazing deals. And what's great is they do have a kids program. They even have like a babysitting program all the way down to the little, little ones. For example, right now, and this is a limited offer. So if you're catching this on a a late replay (laughs) past September. If you're listening to this next year, this is no longer valid. Yeah, this is no longer valid. But you can actually take your family of four on a vacation for four nights for as low as $15.98. Let's say if you have two kids that are under the age of 12. Or even better, they have a special for 2020. So any kid under the age of 17, family of four, it gets even cheaper. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we're talking, that's not per person. That is for the family. So that's basically 400 a night, not 400 per person, 400 right. for the room and all four people. And you have all of the activities, all the cool stuff going on, all of your meals, As far as the adults go, the adult beverages are included. You couldn't stay at home and do that anywhere around. We live here in St. Pete. We couldn't go to a place in St. Pete and do that. Yeah, it's an incredible deal. And there's some other ones out there, like there's a Nickelodeon resort in Punakana. We toured that. That was fun. Really super cute. And so that's something that would be really fun. It Again, there is an all-inclusive for every family. It's all about matching you up to the right one. There are a lot of family resorts all over the Caribbean. We were specifically talking about the Hard Rock in Cancun and in Riviera Maya, which is Mexico, because if you're going to any of the Caribbean islands, at least at this point, you will have to take a COVID test and test negative. Almost every Caribbean island is doing it right now. So Mexico is our pro-choice for right now. Yeah. And plus some flights are crazy awesome. Like I saw some from out of Miami into Cancun for $150. And that's a round that. I trip. Know. I saw that. I know. I was, I like, was like, can we go down to ooh. Miami? That was like, it was tempting. I was tempted. It almost makes me wish Miami is closer because I really hate flying Tampa to I, Miami I because it's the same price. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it's more for us to fly Tampa to Miami than Miami to Cancun. I know. That's pretty bad. That's just how it is. But right it also now. shows you that Cancun really wants your business. And yep. we know that firsthand. Yep. But don't don't get sidetracked by some of these crazy deals that I've seen online because guess what? When you show up, they're gonna drop you into a timeshare. And it's you know, I've seen some really, really cheap deals, but I know what they're trying to do. 
So you got to make sure you're booking a legit one because you don't want to ruin your family vacation with that kind of stuff. And when it comes to getting from the Cancun airport to your resort, we do have some tips that we give our clients. So if you have any questions, you can reach out about that. Now, this next one for family vacation has become super popular. Uber popular. Yeah, especially this last this last summer, for sure. And that is a visit to the national parks. And when you say national park, you're typically thinking like out west, Colorado, Montana, things like that. Yeah, but there are some pretty much anywhere. And that that's one of the reasons why they are so popular. So there is a national park within driving distance of just about everybody. Yeah, we have one down in the Everglades here in Florida. Yeah, and that would be really interesting. They're also really good for any budget because you can do these on a very, very slim down budget for just a weekend or you can do like a Mac Daddy, which I'll share about that one later. And there are so many different ways to experience the national parks. You can do it on your own if you're not comfortable being around a bunch of people right now. That's why this has become so attractive. Now, it does take some planning. Don't think you can just show up to a park and have it all unfold. Hello, that's, we're here. <laughs> that's going to be like a total fail of a family vacation because the kids are going to go like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. The moose out front should have told you we were closed. <laughs> but no, it does. But there are so many options and you just need to know where to stay and how to get there. One of our agents just did Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons and the Rocky Mountains in Colorado on their own. And he said it was awesome. Yeah. And he did a ton of planning though. Everything from what- Because he's an agent. He is an agent. But that was the whole thing was he said, you know what? We want to do this type of vacation. Our family, we're not going to be going down to Disney World. And so they mapped the whole thing out, the drive route, which parks they were going to visit. He knew what the park hours were. He knew what they were supposed to wear, how they were supposed to dress, what things would be free, what things they would need to pay for. But- the national parks, you have to kind of plan those things out. If you don't like driving or want a completely guided option, there are some really great choices for that as well. And you were just quoting this Mac Daddy trip for one of our clients this past week. Yeah, now this is the Mac Daddy, but this will show you the range from a do-it-yourself build for a national parks vacation to one that is a done-for-you where you have, this is what's included. You have a private guide that is with you the entire time. So in this particular case, it was a nine night vacation that visited Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, Arizona, and California. So it ended up or start, no, it started in Yosemite and then ended up in the Tetons. Okay. So you're hitting all these national parks it included private air to get you between the different places, a motor coach for certain segments like during the day. So it wasn't like you were just like in a van, you were in a motor coach to go around to these different parks, which was amazing. And so that was the total Mac Daddy because you have not only your local guide, but the vacation guide that is traveling with you. So it's pretty much you just say, here's kind of what we want to do. Then somebody does all the work for you. And all you do is you show up and they take you around. That one actually sounds really cool. But it is, yeah, it's a pretty penny. We're talking over six figures for a family of four over nine nights. Yes, because that is the ultimate in luxury. And the vendor is Abercrombie and Kent. Yeah. Very, like, very, very upscale. Very, very upscale. But you can do these at all different levels. That's why I like it. This next family vacation got really popular this past summer due to COVID-19, and that is RVing, taking an RV trip with your family. And some of you might say, well, you know, sounds cool, but I don't have one. That's okay. You can rent them. So like cruising, you pack once, 
And then you can visit multiple places. The biggest difference is you are choosing what places these are. The most popular site for RV renting is Outdoorsy.com. And they'll not only rent you an RV by the night, meaning you pay per how many nights you're gone, they'll deliver the RV right to your front door. Yeah, this became super, super popular this past year. And ironically, kind of parlays a little bit into the national parks because people are like, okay, I'm renting an RV. Where do I go? So, you know, the two kind of like cross promote. One of my best friends, Tiff, her family, they had a, I call it a camper, but it was like a fifth wheel, super nice little RV, but I guess it's not an RV. I don't You tell me. It's called a fifth wheel. Okay. So it's, it's in the RV wheel. category, yeah. but it's, it's actually a fifth wheel, meaning you need to have a very specific type of a hookup on a very specific pickup truck, usually a dually to pull this around. Yeah. So that's what they had. And they're a family of total of six. So parents and four kids, and they did this for years. That was their family vacation. So they would tour around the US. And that was there for two weeks, they'd say, Okay, we're going to this national park. And they loved it. Their kids have such amazing memories. And now they're all starting to get into college. And it was kind of fun. So her her daughter was writing an essay about their family. And it started off of, you know, my family grew up traveling in a camper. And so it was like that memory was what she led a college essay with. So if you don't think that you're creating family memories for your kids, that right there, I think, is a great example of how memorable that is. And their family's tight. I mean, think about it. Whenever you're traveling in an RV, you're basically in like a little mobile home in a way. So the kids have to have chores. Somebody's got to clean. Somebody's got to cook. And to do it right, that just creates family bonding, I think, because I know they went through things like, you know, flat tire, or maybe the generator went out or all these things where as a family, you learn how to overcome challenges. So life lessons on the road, which just goes to show how important travel really is. Yes, it is. Now let's bring it a little closer to home. And by home, I mean our own backyard, the West Coast of Florida, which is called the Gulf Coast. Yeah, I've been getting tons of requests for this, by the I way. I saw that last week. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, so a lot of people right now are saying, you know what? I want to go to a beach. I'm not ready to go to a theme park. I don't want to go to a hotel, but I would love to just go and find a nice, quaint, small place and enjoy a Florida beach. And of course, the West Coast is the best coast here in Florida. There are no shortage of little quaint mom and pop hotels. There are not. That are right up alongside the big chain hotels like Hilton and Hyatt and things like that. Yep. And one of the reasons I love the Florida beach vacations is because this is easy. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> but it's so fun because you can get up, you go to the beach, you grab, you know, a floaty, you know that the kids are going to want to go in the water. Maybe you do a kayak, you do stand up paddle boarding. There's fishing trips, lots of things to do at the beach. What's really fun is if two things. Number one, you take your dog to the beach. And number two, what makes it really fun is if your dog is named Shark. And what I mean that is your dogs <laughs> run around like, Shark! Shark, get over here. That would that's be funny. So mean. That's would so not. mean. Yeah, that's mean. I know. I feel sorry for Shark. He keeps <laughs> running away. Shark, get over here. <laughs> but the other nice thing, though, is I know a lot of people have fall breaks in October. And the Florida beaches, and I would say down from like Clearwater further south, maybe not like the Panhandle area, because it can get a little cooler up there. The weather in October is going to be fantastic. And so if you want that warm fall break, come down from the Midwest and enjoy our beaches down here. The Florida Gulf Coast is really 
a very, very long coast. It goes all the way down to like the Fort Myers, Naples area, which is south of us, but all the way up past Clearwater, all the way up around the Panhandle to a very popular destination called Destin. And I think the people in Destin just said, you know what? Here's here's what we're going to call the town. Uh, Just take Asian off a destination, good enough, slap it on a sign. Is that that where it came from? That's all they did. They took (laughs) A-T-I-O-N. They took Asian off the back, and now they got Destin. (laughs) Well, one of the reasons why it's so popular is because it's easy to get to from states like Mississippi and Georgia. I mean, it's close. It's It's not a a long drive. It's a Midwest destination. I I can't tell you how many of my friends from St. Louis make Destin a yearly tradition for their family vacations, both in summer and winter. I have high school friends and college friends that go there. As a matter of fact, our attorney used to be up in the Boston area. Now works out of Destin because he loved it there. And it's like, I can work remotely. So yeah, our attorney's even based up there, which means he's probably not getting a lot done. You should give him a call. <laughs> I'm sure he's getting plenty Get off the done. beach. <laughs> but a beach vacation is so fun for a family. And it is. It is really fun. It is. It is really fun. <laughs> but this next one, though, is, of course, near and dear to my heart. And one that I always think that your kids will remember because I still remember the two trips that my family made when I was growing up. When it comes to family vacations, usually the very first thing that comes to mind all across America is Disney. They've been in the family vacation business since 1955, and they're really, in my opinion, is not even a close second. No one does family vacations better than Disney. Now, right now, it's important to know Disneyland is closed. I am working behind the scenes to change that. Yeah. So just wanted <laughs> so to let we, you know. In, in true fashion of Chevy Chase and National Lampoon's Vacation, don't let this happen to you. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. We really don't need to cover much about Disney here because we do an entire podcast on it. So just mentioning a few snippets here really wouldn't do Disney any justice. And I'm sure many of you listen to our Disney show. It's Disney Travel Secrets. So please make the Disney Travel Secrets podcast your go-to place, your Disney resource. (laughs) Yeah, because when it does come to planning a trip to Disney, there are a lot of things that you need to know before you go. This is not just showing up at the parks. And in fact, it's been really fun This past weekend, I've been planning my brother's family's trip to Disney World. You are overly excited about that. I am, because they usually go to Disneyland. They have never been to Disney World other than when they met up with us. We took them bowling over at Disney Springs. You lured them all the way from Salt Lake City. (laughs) Well, they were like on the tail end of a cruise, and I was like, oh, you got to come meet us. But yeah, planning a Disney trip for a family is so much fun. There are a lot of things to, to know, but yeah, we're the pros. I'm excited. They're, they have no idea what they're in for. So we should call Disney and let them know we're coming. <laughs> hey, know. Robin Carey, <laughs> you brought the family. Good to see you. How are I you? It's, you know what? This will be our first trip taking younger children around with us. Although they're like the 12 and is, up. Yeah, the youngest is 12. Lila's yeah. 12? Yeah. When did is. that happen? I know, right? Well, it happens this month. Okay. So she will be 12 by the time this, this uh, trip happens. Fair enough. <laughs> but we do have some pro planning tips, though, when it comes to planning a family vacation and making sure that everybody is going to have a great time. Number one, get the kids involved, at least at some level, and maybe use like a countdown board. We have a magnetic refrigerator countdown board. You can check it out over at Travel Fan Store. And as soon as you get a trip on the books, you write down, 
how many days until the trip, where you're going, and some cool things that you're looking forward to doing. And that way you see it every day. It's on the refrigerator. Make sure you change the, the countdown day every day. Maybe you have one of the kids do that and they'll feel a, a bigger part of that trip. Yeah. And that's the important thing is if you involve them in the planning at some level, and that's where we always say, you know what, what's your must do? What's one must do? And if every kid identifies that one thing, they write it on this little planner board then they have that one thing to look forward to. And there's no pressure for them or for you to do a gazillion things. Keep it simple. That's our philosophy. Now, another pro tip is if you are going to a new destination, for example, let's say you are going to a national park, look for like maybe a documentary or a show about the area so that everybody can get a little background history. I think that's always something kind of fun because then when you see it in real life, you're like, oh, wow, I remember learning about this on that show. So that's something to get people a little more excited. Hopefully today's show has gotten you excited, maybe at least a little bit inspired to go ahead and start looking for that family trip. As things are starting to open up, especially down here in Florida, I expect a couple things to happen in the next couple weeks, and I think capacity is going to jump up a little bit. There could not be a better time to get a trip on the books. We were looking at Disney next month when your brother and his family are coming down, and I'm like, what, what do you mean there's hardly any hotels left? So there, I, I can tell you that people are coming back to the parks. Capacity is going to start getting a little bit higher. If Disney is what you want to do, get it on the books right now. At the, at the very least, have some trip that you're looking forward to planning. To plan your next family vacation, reach out to the Creating Magic Vacations travel advisor who referred this show to you. It is a great, big, beautiful world out there. Get off the couch, get out there, and see it. And remember, never stop exploring.